You're listening to the Drowning in Shallow podcast, where we explore rich and meaningful encouragement that doesn't try to put a bow on difficulty. I'm Janelle, a wife, mom, business owner, lover of hospitality, and fellow needer of encouragement. This is a safe place to engage one another in honestly identifying our emotions, naming our troubles, and finding hope that lasts, even when our circumstances don't change. Stop drowning in the shallow platitudes of life. It's time to jump in, grab a life raft, and learn to float in deep waters. Subscribe to my email encouragements at encouragedwithjanelle.com. If you're tired of messages about positive thinking or self-empowerment that ignore or suppress life's true difficulties or our authentic, limited humanity, you're in just the right place. I'm so glad to have you here. We're all waiting. We live so much of life in the middle, waiting for the bigger pieces of what affects our everyday life to find resolution, to hear about a job, to get the doctor's report, to meet a future spouse, for the wedding day to get here, for direction, for a friend or family member's eyes to be opened to what we've been saying for years, for the counseling session, that goes to the dreaded, painful places that have been tucked away. For a child, waiting for Thursday or Monday or the 28th of next month or December. Take a minute and fill in your blanks. Dig into your mind and heart a little. What are you waiting on today? Often my own waiting is on the thing that will change my circumstances or the someone or the date, or the action. When that's the case, despair, disappointment, discomfort, longing that aches, and an overwhelming sense of just how out of control I am are unwanted yet very close companions. They loom heavy with dark clouds, increasing my awareness of how unstable and insecure I am in my situation. If I'm ultimately at the mercy of chance or people, the weight is agonizing and grueling. Sleep and rest escape me. Worry consumes me. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. Psalm 62 tells me that I have a choice of where I direct my waiting. I can lift my eyes up to the hills, above people and above circumstances. Instead of waiting on the horizontal of others and what's visible earthly, I'm invited to lift my eyes vertically to see God as over circumstances and people bigger than people and all their wrongs against me. Bigger than hours and days and weeks, a God who is doing more than what I can see. Am I willing to uncomfortably marinate in the reality that a big, powerful God who cares deeply about me and my circumstances and has all things at his disposal is allowing the broken and sinful effects of this earth to do bad things to me while he simultaneously promises to force the evil and wrongs of others 
to do good unto me because he's just that powerful? This can be a hard pill to swallow. We can be tempted to think that if God really is good, then it threatens to excuse or minimize the pain and the effects of very real sin and awful wrongs we've experienced so gruesomely. But God never minimizes sin or pain. He stares it in the face. Christ's flesh was consumed with it at the cross. God is patient. He is willing to show us his faithfulness over time. Is he nudging you now to quiet the noise so he can show you some of what he's up to even in your waiting? Directing our waiting to God alone doesn't change the waiting, but it changes me in the waiting and how I wait. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. I am waiting on God to act, to open eyes, to provide, to initiate, to expose, to reveal, to give, to remove. And as I wait, I do so in silence? Yeah, right. I hardly wait in silence. To wait on God without suggestion or recommendation? Without peering over his shoulder and making a comment or drawing his attention to something I fear he might miss or have forgotten about? Is he really that worthy of my trust? To leave all things, this thing, completely and entirely at his disposal? Without me chiming in at all? From him comes my salvation. It's like the psalmist was human and struggled with the same things as us. He also had to recite this reality to himself. It's the next line of the psalm. He is the God of my salvation. God acted upon my life and heart to save me and rescue me when I was dead in sin. When I was his enemy, that's when he pursued me. That's when he woke up my dead soul without any input or request from me and brought me eternal life. This is the God I can direct my waiting towards. This is the character and nature of the one who holds all things. He is the God of redemption, rescue, salvation. Since this is his very nature and character, it is appropriate and right to expect and anticipate that we will experience the same kind of rescue, help, action, and good from him in all the medium-sized, small, and minuscule ways throughout our life that he authors. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. We are not expected to do this perfectly or alone or apart from God. We are summoned to pour our hearts out to him, to hide in him for refuge from the storm, even as we wrestle and struggle to wait on him alone in silence. He loves to help us even as we wait. 
Thanks so much for joining us today on Drowning in Shallow. Go ahead and click that subscribe button so you don't miss an encouragement.